All right. Well, I think we're doing it. We're going live. We are live. We're going to see if anybody decides that they want to join. Hey, three people. I wonder, can you hear me? Somebody give me a thumbs up if you can hear me. And what's funny is, why do I have my headphones on? I have my headphones on and I don't need to because I'm not listening to anything because there's no Rob Drew this time. It's just me. So, hey, everybody. Friday. Uh, it's cold. I'm looking outside and yeah, it's like 16 degrees here in Bentonville, Arkansas, the mountain bike capital of the world. Very little riding going on. So I uh, just wrapped up a podcast that I did with a guy named Bobby and it was pretty good. It was actually, it was a great conversation and I just was fired up about it. So I thought, man, I have everything set up. I'm just going to do a little live Q and a for 30 minutes or so. So that's where we're at. So I'm just going to kind of ramble as I'm buttoning up my, my club ride flannel, very comfy, fashionable, Went and got a nice little trim too recently. The shaggy hair is gone, but I'm still rocking the beard. So sweet. I see six people joining me here at like three o'clock on a Friday afternoon. So, hey, the Google Chrome just gave me the invite or the notification Friday live Q&A. So maybe we'll get some more people. So yeah, 11 people watching. Uh, I'm just going to ramble for 30 minutes. And if anybody has a question, throw it out. Just kind of impromptu, figured I would say hi to everybody. And hopefully the audio is good. I'm looking at it down there. What's up, Cara? I think it's Cara. I hope I pronounced that right. So yeah, no riding this weekend. We were supposed to be down at Spider Mountain filming some videos and doing a ride with Rich. But that got canceled because the weather is absolutely brutal. So, uh, I figured we would take this opportunity to just try to, I don't know, have these conversations. I'm going to get Rob on here soon. So 20 people are, are watching now. I'm going to try to do a couple sessions with Rob this weekend and talk about some things. Um, Cara favorite trail ever. Whoa. You're going to come right out with that. That's crazy. Uh, I'm going to have to think about that one. I got a lot of favorite trails. One of them is called Good Samaritan. It's at the Passion Play Trail System in Eureka Springs. It is literally a blue trail, like an intermediate trail, but it's built so well. Uh, it's really fun. has these little rollers that are timed perfectly that you can manual through you can double, you can triple, you can double, double. It's just, it's fun to use a word that I use a lot. It's got a lot of nuance to it. So I really, I really dig that. Uh, plans for 21. Yeah. Big plans for 21. I think, I think I'm going to wait for Rob and we'll talk a little bit more about plans for 21 because there's a lot tutorials coming up. Yes. Literally just got some posted on the ride series MTB. Com. So if you're looking to do a ride series clinic, please go check that out. Got a lot of opportunities in Bentonville, Texas, um, a few others 
So we're going to get some more schedule, but yes, definitely. Uh, Arkansas local was wondering how to hit the step up at the free ride park. Ooh, yeah, that one come in slower than you think. That's, uh, I think that's the best way to go about it. Uh, best advice for people struggling with jump timing. John, that's a great question. Um, I My best advice is do something different. First and foremost, I see a lot of people who struggle with timing on jumps, and it's imperative. The timing is key. Make a change. So analyze what's happening and make a change. So I think first what you got to do is you got to find a spot, find a really good spot that you're comfortable with and that you can progress. And what I would say is get your phone, get a tripod and film it and then try to break it down that way. That I think will help. The other one, I think once, excuse me, once you get a little bit more comfortable with that is think about your feet. So as your feet go, your bike will go. So I'm editing a video right now. I worked with some kids uh, on Monday and it was awesome. Great kids. And we had an awesome session and I talk for like two minutes in the middle of this video, telling them about their feet. And so I have some slow-mo and I think that that will help. You really want to think about driving your heels down and pushing into the jump. One of the things that we see a lot from people is they lift the bike up. You don't want to lift the bike up. You really want to try to drive down and get your mass moving down to use whatever obstacle it is. So I talked about Good Samaritan. One of the great things about Good Samaritan is there's a lot of little things that you can use to induce lift on the trail. So yeah, that's, that's a little bit. What else do we got? How do the trails hold up in Bentonville over the winter? Grant, see, they hold up really well. The trails do awesome. The problem is right now it's just so cold and we're dealing with all this snow, but generally speaking, they hold up very well. And there's a lot to ride, even when the weather is pretty bad. So definitely come out and visit. Eric, yeah, heck yeah, I've gotten the 100 Acre Woods. We did a clinic there this time last year. And I cruised around and saw some of the great stuff out there. It's really cool. And it's funny, on this podcast, Eric, I just did this podcast. And I talked about how many cool things are happening down in Texas, especially Houston. So yeah. Um, Gerardo from Mexico. Hola, como estas? Um, the rip, the new sperm. No, the spur has not been on Thunderdome yet. I was hoping, I was hoping to get there so soon. Uh, NWA MTB. Heck yeah. What's happening? What type of videos are you going to focus on this year? It's going to be very similar to what it's been. We're going to do some how to's. I want to add in as many trail overviews as I can. So John asked when I'm going to check out Northwoods and Hot Springs. I've been there. I dig it. I'd love to go out there and do a video. So we're we're talking now, trying to get the funding in place to make some more of those videos. We're going to focus on some more adventures. So I'm going to try to go a few different places. One that I'm most excited about, we're calling it the Couples Ride Series. And that's where my wife and I are going to go around ride different trails and just capture that experience. So I'm excited about that one. That's going to be presented by Fazari. So we'll do those in a few different destinations around the country and try to grow that a little bit more. The other thing that I'm going to try to do with the content is 
try to bring in some more diversity. And we made this last video about Red Barn and I talked about diversity and skill level and how all the trails here, they're built to handle a diversity of skill level. Well, diversity has multiple meanings and somebody made a comment on that video and they talked about diversity in riders. And it's just all it was, was a reminder that I have a platform that uh, will allow me to do that. Um, there's, there's a responsibility there and I appreciate it. So my hope is that in some of these videos moving forward, we can tell a few more stories about riders from all different kinds, all different walks of life. So I think that's going to be an important thing. You're going to see Sarah on more. You're going to see Dex on more. So long story short, I just, I want to meet, keep making good videos. Uh, I want to try to make more bike overviews because I think those are important. A lot of people are trying to figure out what bikes to buy. So I want to try to give as much input I can as I can on bikes, on best practices, on gear. Um, we got some of this club ride stuff right here. So you'll see me trying to wear, I'll be wearing more gear this year, trying to give some input on what I think, how I use it, all those things. So yeah, hopefully, Hopefully that, that makes sense. Any highlights on the differences between the spur and the Epic Evo? <laughs> Sean, great question. Um, yeah. And it's funny cause I, I think you made a comment on the YouTube video actually. So yeah, it, it's, I think I can describe it pretty, pretty simply travel wise. They're very similar. They're both in that downcountry category. I think they're very different bikes. And I think that's important to understand. And the way I've answered it to people is if I'm going to go out and do a ride from here to Little Sugar and ride Tunnel Vision and back, it's probably 40 plus miles. I'm going to pick the Epic Evo because I have it in my garage. If I'm going to go out here and hit Masterpiece, go to Hammer Down and do some jumps, and maybe that's going to be a 15 or 20 mile ride, I'm going to pick the Spur. So hopefully that makes sense. I could do that former ride on the spur if that's all I had. Totally. But I think the Epic Evo is better suited for it. I could do the latter and I've done it on the Epic Evo. I think the spur is better suited for it. And so it's funny because I posted that spur video and the thing's doing really well. And a lot of people are asking questions. And what it's made me realize is that genre of bike is big. Um, there's a lot of people interested in it. So what I'm going to do, I think is do one of these sessions and talk about that bike and that genre, because I think it's very important for people to understand my experience with that bike has a lot to do with my background. I'm okay saying it's a great bike, but I think most people who follow me have seen, I have very, very good things to say about that bike. Not everybody's going to ride that bike the way I do and where I do. So I think that's an important piece. So yeah, that's, that's it. JTH, I'll bring in some more cowbell. I'll do it. Ooh, hi from Singapore. So it's, it's, it's funny. It's 5am there. That's part of this too, is we have to do multiple live sessions because this is global. We're worldwide. We got to make it work. Um, club ride. Yes, it is stylish and comfy. So Michael would love to see me ride an Ibis Ripley. 
I would love to ride an Ibis Ripley. It's funny that you say that. I literally, my phone just went off because I'm trying to get a contact to email at Ibis to get a Ripley so I can go ride it. And I also, I want to get an SB 115 too. Oh, Ducatista. Can I make more videos on weight training? Yes. Yes. All 52 people here. You may or may not all be into it, but you have my solemn promise. I will make some videos regarding training and nutrition. Um, we've been trying to put it, we've been trying to put it together. We're getting very close. I'm actually going to work on it this weekend and try to put the format in place, but I'll give everybody a heads up. All 54 people take a look at enduro MTB training. So D Tidwell, rad dude rips on the bike. He is going to be who we work with to put together a training plan to try to, I want to get myself obviously in better shape, specific shape, but, um, I also really want to highlight a program that's very simple and something that can work for a lot of people. So hopefully next week you will, you'll, you'll get some of that. So yeah. Um, DW reach out to BKXC to get hooked up at Ibis. Hmm. I may or may not have done that. So what else do we got? Can I bring a turbo S out of the ride series? Yes, of course you can. Um, that's another one, you know, you asked about videos. Uh, we just did one on the Levo SL. My brother and I filmed it in Phoenix. Cool video talks about setup, talks a little bit about riding, but I'm doing some setup things to that. So I actually ordered a Zeb and a super deluxe ultimate coil for my SL. Uh, I'm going to put some grade 315 I9 wheels on it too. So the thing is going to be burly. So I'm very, very excited. Um, Ripley AL versus Delano peak. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. We might, might look at that. Um, yeah, a lot of people training. Yeah. I, you know, I've been in the gym a decent amount the last couple of weeks and I literally feel like a different person. So I'm excited to try to kind of condense those thoughts and share those with people. It's funny that if you only had five hours to ride your bike, I would say one of those hours needs to be spent in the gym lifting some heavy weights and doing some mobility because it'll make the other four hours that you ride way, way more enjoyable. So yeah, we'll talk training. We'll talk nutrition. Um, trying to think of how best we're going to do that, how best we're going to roll it out. So, so stay, stay tuned. This is one of those things where this is a lot of work. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited that I'm in a position to do this work, but I have a family. We're trying to run the ride series. This now has become almost a full-time job. So I dig it. I'm, I'm really into it and I'm trying to do it as best I can. So I appreciate how most people have had some grace with me around like doing this stuff randomly. Like try, I'll give you a prime example. I want to do more lives with my brother, but the problem is I can't figure out how to schedule them on zoom and have them pop up right here. So it's just, it's things like that, that make it so much more difficult, but we're going to get it. So, so yeah. Um, Mark really enjoy watching your brother. Any updates for Vegas? Hopefully soon, Mark, we have a, a Phoenix clinic coming in early March. I'd love to get out to Vegas. Um, yeah, Jeff bummer. I really wish spider mountain would have worked out. Would have been cool. 
to meet you. What's the best way you convince your wife you need another bike? <laughs> Ruben, ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, I don't know. For me, it's funny. I dealt with this early on. I remember talking about my riding career like four or five years ago. My wife joked and said, it's a hobby. And it became a career. So I don't really know. If you don't make it a career, I don't know how else to uh, to convince. Another great question. What is your preferred handlebar width? Um, 760 all the way. Big fan of 760. Uh, I like it. Works well. I've ridden some bikes with 800, some with 780s, but uh, I think the sweet spot for me is is 760. So, Rich, what's the deal with having a specific foot forward? You know, somebody asked that recently. Somebody asked me that recently and I, I've been thinking about it and I'm going to I'm going to try to break that down a little bit. Uh, I think part of it is going to be comfort. That's the first answer I would give is you need to be comfortable. But I think depending on what you're going to do, a certain foot forward might help you with it. So yeah, yeah, that's one where we're going to break down a whole video just on that. Um, where and when are the ride series? If you go to the ride series, mtb.com right there on the landing page, there is a link to go to the bike reg page that talks, uh, explains where all of the events are. So yeah, a lot coming. We just posted, I think seven or eight. So Evan, yes, dude, we have an intern, the ignite program here. We got an intern, so it's definitely helping, but I just have to get better. I'm so disorganized. Uh, man, what else do we got? Any Valentine's date ideas for me and my bike? Clean it. Clean your bike thoroughly. Check all the bolts. Lube the chain. Clean the drivetrain. Man, I can't think of anything better to do with your bike on Valentine's Day. I need to do that. I have one, the Epic Evo. I rode it and then didn't get to clean it. And then now the ice apocalypse set in. So I'm really bummed out. I'm trying to think about what I can do. I might actually heat uh, heat some water and put it in a bucket and go and, and try to wash it that way because it just drives me crazy having a, a dirty bike. So yeah, what else? Is it okay to practice progress jumping skills with an XC bike? Of course it is. Yeah, you know, I've... I think that's a great question and you want to practice i think on whatever bike you have and if it's an xc bike like a really legit xc bike maybe put the seat down try to get the seat out of the way and get a little bit more comfortable and then try to work the seat slowly back up into more of a comfortable riding position but it's one of those things where the bike the environment you want to try to make it as comfortable as you can you know jumping a bike certainly not easy. It's difficult. And I think setting yourself up for success by finding a good place to do it, a good environment, but then also having the bike set up properly. You know, if you have suspension, make sure it's working properly. You know, if you have a three-year-old bike and you've never serviced the bath oil, then you could probably expect that maybe the fork's not working as well as it should. So, think about those things. They're all, I think they're all important. If you're going to take the time to practice, set yourself up with a, a better environment as best of an environment as you can. So yeah, it's going to get cold in Northwest Arkansas this week. Pretty, it's pretty bad. Uh, I would look at it and it allows some editing time, some time to do this, but 
it is a bit of a bummer. But what I can look forward to is next week, we're heading out of here to um, actually not next week, the week after we're going to roll out to to Phoenix. Uh, I'm going to pick up Rob and then uh, head to San Diego to do uh, a small group private clinic and then roll up, do some filming in outside of Simi Valley, a place called Rocky Peak. And then we got a ride series clinic in Phoenix that we're going to do the week after. And then I'll probably stay and ride for a little bit before I, I come back. I think it depends on what the weather looks like. But if it's anything like this, I'm staying in sunny Phoenix. Oh, look at that clinic in Bend, Oregon. Maybe, William, maybe. I can't make any guarantees, but I would love to do something out there. So hopefully, hopefully we can make it happen. Uh, we're going to see more jumping instructional videos. Yeah, Craig, that's a good one. And we have them. I have a list and we're going to make them the timing. We would have already made them, but the weather has been horrible. So we're going to do more jumping videos. We're going to try to break them down as best we can. And I love how you talk about understanding the timing of resisting compression forces. That's a very important one. And it's one that I've tried multiple ways to get across to people. And I think just making more videos and trying to come at it from different ways, hopefully one of those videos will resonate with people. So I'm happy to say that we're going to make a couple more specifically with MTB Hopper. So rad company, really trying to invest in the community in the form of how-to videos for their blog. So once this weather gets better, we're going to do a few more and hopefully that will help because we'll have a great environment where we can set up multiple cameras, really get some slow motion footage and really try to talk through it. So we're working definitely. Uh, you know, Atlanta, it's funny. We are talking, we're talking with somebody in Atlanta right now. There's a small bike park and I wish my wife was here cause she could bring it up. There's a small bike park in outside of Atlanta that we're looking at possibly going to. So right now the plan is the end of May to be at Winrock. So you heard it here first. End of May, last weekend, Winrock team trail party. They're doing a, a race out there. The plan is to be there for that. Uh, I also want to go to Canuga, which isn't too far away. And we want to do a clinic or two out there. So we are, we're working on it. There's a lot going on. So stay tuned to uh, Instagram and go to the rideseriesmtb.com and sign up for the mailing list. So if you get on the mailing list, we are going to do a newsletter that will keep you updated. So yes, hopefully we can make all those. But yeah, Bentonville, come to Bentonville. That's, that's a really good one. MTB Trailblazer. Can I do tricks? I can do a couple tricks. I can't do what all these crazy kids can, but I can do a couple. Actually, it's funny you say that. I'm going to throw the flats back on, and I want to get better at my knack-knack. It's been a long time, but I'm going to get back in the game, busting some big knack-knacks. So be ready. Be ready for that. Prescott and Sedona riding, you know it. Um, hopefully, we can get out here soon to Prescott and Sedona. You know, it's funny, David, you talk about a Patreon ride this spring. Heck yes. Yeah. I, I oh man, Patreon, it's something that I want to pour so much more into. And I am very, very close. 
we talk about the strength training, the nutrition piece. I think a lot of that is going to live on Patreon because it's going to take a ton of time. And I think putting it on that platform will make it a little bit easier to execute. And this is what it comes down to making this content. I need somebody to help me and I have to, we have to pay those people to, to film and edit. And it's, it's not a ton of money to do those things, but it's, it's some. And so with Patreon, we can get that done and we can make the content even better. And so that is, that's the plan for that. So yeah, stay tuned with Patreon very soon in the next week or two, we're going to start putting more content over there, especially the training stuff. So, um, yeah, I gotta hang on. I gotta plug my computer and hang on. It's real life right here. Can't let this thing die. Okay. Okay. I'm back. Uh, there was more questions here. How about a series where viewers submit videos? Viewers submit videos. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely do that. Um, Patreon ride. We got that one. Oh, Niles Productions. Do you still ride your Da Vinci Troy? No, because I sold it. But you know what? I'd love a new one. And I'd really like a Django. I'm trying to get a Django. So I'll tell you what. Why don't you send a message to Da Vinci and say, hey, Rich Drew wants to ride your bikes and I want to see him riding your bikes. Is there a direct correlation between the speed of rider progression and the frequency of crashes? I think so. Just had your first big crash since getting back in mountain biking, looking into body armor. You know, Jeff, I think body armor is a good idea. Um, I got Liat makes some good stuff. Fox makes some good stuff. When I was in Telluride, so I, I'm going to try not to get a little emotional here. Last 19, actually, Big Mountain Enduro Series, we're in Telluride. And I was already out of sorts because my brother had crashed, broken his neck, his back, among other things, uh, when he was back home. So it was the first BME that he wasn't there. And in pre-ride, I... I stacked it. I came ripping down this backcountry stage, super narrow, and some dude was walking backwards up. And I checked the brakes quickly, and that's all it took to get me a little offline. And it was a violent, violent high-speed crash. And I actually, I had my my camera running. Somehow, I didn't get hurt, but it spooked me out bad. And when we got back to the house, uh, I put the word out and found a like full moto style chest protector from Liat. And I wore that. I've worn it every race since. And when we were in Aspen, the last stage has this gnarly drop on the downhill course. And I slayed it. My line was amazing in pre-ride, but I came through, I came through in the race and leading up to it, the, the line pushes you outside and you, you kind of bounce down this off camber turn and come out onto the road and drop off. Well, when I came through in the race run, I had my eyes up really just dialed in and I saw, wait a minute, I could go through to the inside. And so I kind of skated across the inside, just amazing line and shot out of the woods and didn't realize until the crowd was screaming, no, I was probably going four or five mile an hour too fast. And I blasted off this drop and just stepped right over the front. And it was a pretty gnarly crash, but I caught my bike and went down and, and finished. No big deal. Well, when I got back, I looked at my, uh, 
my chest protector and the whole back was all jacked up and gouged. So if I didn't have that thing on, I would have been jacked. So yeah, I definitely think body armor is important. And I think the other thing is, you know, instinct. When something tells you it's not right, think about it a little bit. And that's a tough thing when you're in the situation, you want to try to progress, you want to try to go bigger. But I like the analogy of living to ride another day, you know, progression is important, but at the same time, you have to be pretty strategic because a big crash will really knock you back. So hopefully that helps. Uh, what else do we got? Thoughts, (laughs) thoughts on consumer direct bikes. Great. Um, I have a few Fazaris in the garage right now. They're an amazing company. A lot of great things about Canyon. People seem to love Canyon. I, I don't have any issues with direct to consumer, but I have a good relationship with mechanics. And I think that's the thing. If you're not mechanically inclined or you don't have a mechanic nearby, that's, that's a tough thing. So you need to think about that. There's some give and take when it comes to consumer direct. I've never ridden a Kona process, Parker. I want to. I've heard they're great. Ooh, dude, an Occam and a Canyon Strive. That's a tough one, man. I really wish I had some time on any of those bikes, but I don't. I don't think you can go wrong. John, thanks for the $5 super chat, man. I appreciate that. The Da Vinci Marshall 2021 best value entry trail bike. I would say based on what I've seen, yes. And the fact that I can't get one, like I literally wanted to buy one and I can't get one because everybody bought them. So I'm not surprised. Thoughts on the kinematics. I would expect them to be good based on my experience with both the Troy and the Da Vinci. Their design is very solid. So yeah, I think that's a great bike. And if I can get my hands on one, I'll buy one. So again, I've gotten to ride a lot of bikes and it's kind of funny because right now the relationship with some companies, they just send bikes. Um, Da Vinci isn't one of them, unfortunately, but that being said, that's fine. I'll buy them. Like I'm, I'm very close to buying a Django if I can get my hands on one. And again, I don't, I have a lot of bikes. I don't have to buy bikes. I want to buy one of those because I want one. That's how much I enjoy the one I had. So yeah, yeah, they're, they're doing things right. Really, really good. Um, what else would Bentonville be a good family destination for a Thanksgiving mountain bike trip? No, it wouldn't be a good family destination. It would be an amazing family destination. Yeah. Without a doubt. One of the best times I think to come here is Thanksgiving. Um, it can get a little cold at times, but it's just a cool time of the year. Um, the trails are in great shape. Everything's awesome. I just, I think it's almost any time except right now when it's frozen and snowy is a great time to come out to Bentonville. So that's another thing too. If, if you're thinking about coming out, I know a couple people have made comments, shoot us a message info at the ride series, mtb.com. We have booked, my wife has booked a ton of small group ground school sessions and on trail sessions, private coaching, I mean, I'm looking at this schedule. (laughs) I'm going to be working a lot uh, for a lot of the year. So like through March, April into May. So if that's something you're interested in, shoot us a message 
and let me know because we would love to put that together for you. I mean, it could be simple, as simple as a three hour trail ride, um, do some coaching, some guiding and, and show you the places. So yeah, yeah. Reach out. Let me know. We're approaching 32 minutes. So I said I would keep it to 30 and, um, I got a lot of stuff to do. I got to edit this dang video. So, um, yeah, working a lot. It, they're, they're good problems. Trust me. I, it really is. It's just trying to manage it. So real life, everybody, I'm putting it out there, I'm trying to get better, trying to be a little bit more organized and trying to get as much content out as we can. That's still good. Like I, I want the stuff to be good and then, uh, relevant. I want it to make sense. I want it to be informative. Like right here, Matt, can you define trail, all mountain, down country, enduro bikes, and thoughts on wheel size? I can, and I'm going to do that in its own chat. I'm going to get Rob on, and we're going to talk about that because that that's a great that's a great topic to talk about. So yeah, with that, thank you, 80 people. The middle of a Friday. This is rad. So um, I'm fired up. I, I, I'm. I'm going to do this more. I promise. It's a lot easier for me to just do this by myself than with Rob. So I appreciate everybody coming on. Thank you so much. Uh, have a great weekend. Um, be positive. Uh, try to make somebody smile if you can, because it's important. And uh, stay tuned. This weekend, Rob and I are going to come at you soon. So peace out, dumpers.